What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor. We are in the third week of December. Is it third week? Mm, I don't know, but it's basically it's basically Christmas week, lah. Basically, yeah, this Christmas is when the week. world the world is supposed to shut down. Everybody is supposed to relax, and I'm no, guessing that's how you're shut- feeling, right? That's how you're feeling, right? <laughs> they're supposed to shut down voluntarily. Okay, the, the no, term yes. shut down uh, now it causes the cojones of people to to jiggle very differently uh, mm. in in this day and age, lah. Yeah, right. Because yeah, because yeah, I I will be <laughs> at this point. I'm going to be traveling. Um, mm to Europe and at this point also Europe is uh, kind of going ape shit crazy so mm. so <laughs> we'll see we'll see I'm literally leaving later today la. isn't it ironic mm. that uh, you know like our podcast is probably like the the, the most constant thing throughout <laughs> the year for, for both of us right everything yeah. else has been so like in flux huh? you know, you know. No, through COVID yeah through COVID, yeah, through, uh, COVID through, yeah. through through everything and and yeah, I mean, hopefully our people listening uh, also kind of see it that way, hopefully, because yeah. yeah, now, who knows, man, like, I think if you ask like a month and a half ago, people were like, oh, you know, Christmas feels like, oh, maybe we can open up to eight people again. Like, that was a yeah. legitimate discussion, Joke. right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like yeah, I think once Christmas is over, they'll lift it to like 10 people or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just for political reasons. <laughs> Yeah, and we were saying, you know, after Deepavali, confirm, confirm, open up. Oh, you know, the, and it just felt like, oh shit, okay, people were making plans. And there was a general lightness, la, but now it's just shit falling from the sky, man. Mm, shit yeah. falling from the sky. That's but yes, right. we will, today we're still regular programming. Gonna, gonna try and keep this going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't discount, don't discount how, how important this regularity is. Uh, not only to, to the two of us, but to a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there. I know... I know just like uh, hearing our our podcast just, just brings some kind of regular, uh, you know, pace to their lives as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess we have enough anecdotal evidence to know that, okay. Uh, I mean, in some way, it's takes two hands to clap like, because you guys um, feel this as some sort of regular thing. We also feel compelled to like, okay, let's let's all go through this shit together, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Together. Right. <clears throat> All okay, right, but cool. before before all that, uh, we just want to make a quick plug. Yes, uh, it's actually for the we're actually hosting a AMA episode, an Ask Me Anything episode, where we will answer any questions that you guys bring up uh, on our on our Reddit thread, which we've actually specifically created for this particular two hundred fiftieth AMA episode, lah. Uh, mm, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we've done it twice before, the hundred and hundred and fiftieth episodes. So uh, two hundred fifty is like you know, it's the big diamond jubilee, right? So we want to make sure that if if you guys still have any nagging questions, if we've not already overshared about our lives and our views in general, <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. you still have nagging questions, yeah, we can answer all of them at one goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the questions are coming in hot and heavy, man. So please mm. keep them coming. The link will be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Cool, so, man. Shall we talk about uh, what's in the news on this in this Christmas Christmas week? Yeah. Before the tsunami of Omicron, we're going to try and squeeze out some non-Omicron news. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, the first the first topic is the curious case of Peng Shui, the, mm. the Chinese professional tennis player, which we which we have kind of 
thought about talking uh, uh, about before in the yeah. past, but it always felt like so far removed and like there's so much speculation. But now we're just like it's so confusing. Let's mm. let's maybe try and wrap our heads around it and hopefully help you guys wrap your heads around it, lah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what is the what is the latest development? Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I assume we're going to go through a chronology of, of events and everything late in a bit, lah, right? Of course, correct, yes. Correct. Uh, yeah. But, but in just in case, for people who already know, and then they're wondering, what's the big deal? Isn't it the same shit? She's denying whatever. The interesting thing now is that Singapore, our Singapore media scene, has become involved, embroiled in this whole saga as well by mm. the fact that Lian He Zhao Bao has had an exclusive interview like in person on video with Peng Shui herself on the heels of mm. a on the heels of an event where she and Yao Ming was were were watching a cross country skiing event, and yeah. uh, it's it's because of that this video interview. Uh, I mean, she very vehemently repeats a lot of her denials of what she had posted before, and 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 saying that you know she's just living her life normally and everything. So. Um, all the news outlets in the West and and even in Singapore, you know, like are like uh, all jumping over that that video lah, and, and about what she said in the video and and things like that lah. So mm. Singapore somehow has become part of this big, big, big piece of news as well. Uh, yeah. And yeah, like, I, I mean, I, my, my, I'll, I'll, I'll probably uh, you know go further into my thoughts about how Singapore is involved and all that in a bit. But well, what about you, man? What 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 are, you, what are your thoughts about this whole topic before you go into the the timeline of it and all that? Uh? I mean, there's so much uncertainty that I don't know who to believe anymore because mm. um, it all revolves around her disappearance from social media, her reappearance, some calls in between with the IOC, the upcoming Beijing Games, the fact that there's political layering on top of all of this. I really have no idea what the hell to believe and how to even think about it. So... So I mean, I guess it like um, I think on international news also they do mention oh like the Singapore newspaper Tao Pao. Mm. I don't even know how they managed to get that interview, mm, right? Mm, mm. But but maybe maybe now it's time to just give people a brief context because before we started researching for this call, I kind of knew some shit was happening, but I wasn't yeah. fully sure. Yeah. So so you you asked the, I think you asked yeah. a very interesting question about the Singaporean aspect of this interview, which I think yeah. we can cover after you you go through. The timeline, the, the, of course, I think. Context, la, yeah. yeah, not everyone really understands fully the the gravity of this issue, la. Yeah. So mm. so essentially, um, Peng Shui. That's how I pronounce it, right? Peng Shui. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she's a tennis player, and not just like a, an average tennis player or something. She's one of China China's top tennis players. She's actually won a few Grand Slams um, as a doubles team. She has two women's doubles Grand Slam titles: the 2013 Wimbledon and the 2014 uh, Roland Garros. Mm. Wait, aren't they the same thing? Uh, Roland Garros is different. Uh? The Roland Garros is the French Open. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, French yeah. Open and Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, and she's been playing uh, professionally since 2004, right? Mm, uh, right? Her doubles team has been ranked number one uh, at some point when she won those two titles. And um, yeah, so so she's, she's legit. Like. She's won mm. global titles and she's not just some average tennis player. So it all started on 2nd November when on her Weipo account... She shared a a, a a full story, which is like when translated is about uh, one page la, uh, of of what seems to be like a personal account of her interactions with um, the the current or vice premier Chang Kaoli, mm. right? Uh, mm. And it goes on to say that um, they 
they were she talked about her previous re- relationship with him but at that point i think it was right after he uh, kind of re-established comms with her invited her to play a tennis game at um the kangming building in beijing and then after that invited her back to his place to have dinner with him and his wife la mm-hmm. and what allegedly happened was throughout the time he was trying to convince her to have sex with him in mm. his house mm. um and then he pulled a bunch of mind games she was crying saying she was scared she didn't want to do it but then she like was kind of in in her words manipulated to think about their history and how they were so right for each other and then they ended up having uh sleeping together lah mm. and then after that when i think that was before he got promoted or something and then he got promoted and then he cut ties with her and and she felt stranded lah and um she was hoping that he would get divorced from his wife uh, so that she could he could marry her and then um how his current wife at the time was abusing her and she was going undergoing a lot of mental stress and she ends off by saying that um yeah lah, like um she will caught uh going to the telling the truth even if it means very severe repercussions lah. but within 30 minutes the whole post was taken down yeah yeah 30 minutes right mm. so so basically she just put it out there that she had this previous relationship with this person who's got rekin- uh, rekindled and he's a very high ranking because vice premier is fucking high lah, right mm, mm, it's, it's, it's not just high, like a, it's, yeah it's in the you're the in crowd already lah, basically the in crowd lah. you're not you're yeah. not like a you're not like a member of parliament you're almost like mm. a minister level no yeah i wouldn't even say it's say in crowd it's like it's like the the a team the a team mm. yeah it's like in crowd sounds like it could be the bigger party But eighteen, yeah. I think, is more like it. You know? Yeah. So, so then after that, she went into like fucking social media blackout. Like no one heard of her, right? Yeah. So that already caused a bunch of chatter on the China Chinese internet. Um, and then twelve days later, the WTA was kind of pressured um, to 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 get involved, lah. So, um, he kind of uh put out a statement. The the CEO Steve Simon saying that the WTA wanted the allegations to be investigated in as mm. fair manner as possible and profess solidarity with Peng Shui. Yeah, yeah. Then the ATP um, came out and put out a statement. Uh, Novak Djokovic, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Roger Federer all tweeted saying, "Okay, you know, uh, asking about her and where is Peng Shui?" Hashtag started trending. Mm-hmm, that's right. Then. Yeah. On 17th November, so there was 2nd November, then 14th November, 17th November, she allegedly sent an email to mm. Steve Simon, the WTA chairman, uh, which starts off with, Hello everyone, this is Peng Shui, and then goes on to say that, re- regarding the re- uh, recent news, um, the content has not been confirmed, not verified by herself, and it was released without consent. She's not missing, she's just resting at home. If the mm. WTA wants to publish anything, please verify with her, and basically... Um, saying just ending off by saying she hopes Chinese tennis will become better and she wants to promote Chinese tennis lah. Yeah, yeah. So that was um an email. So of mm. course people were saying that, yeah, it's just an email, right? Uh, yeah. And apparently the the typing cursor could still be seen in the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yep, Then yep, yep. after that, uh, on another statement, the uh, chairman of WTA again said he has the same doubts and demanded more concrete proof. Mm. Then. On November 19, there were like Amnesty International was involved, uh, UN High Commission for Human Rights was involved, and they were the a journalist called Hu Xijin X I J I N shared mm. photos of uh, Peng Shui at a restaurant, mm. and then at a kids mm. tournament. Yeah, but it's just pictures, lah. Yeah. Then on November 21st, the International International Olympic Committee released a statement of their own saying that they had spoken to Peng Shui through a video call. They didn't mm. release the video. Um, but they confirmed that she was safe and happy, and that she wanted her privacy respected. Mm. So, 
everyone started shitting on IOC saying okay like you the people on the call was Peng Shuai someone from the Chinese Tennis Association and the chairman of the IOC lah. Mm. So some of them shat on the IOC saying if hey, it's not fully unbiased because there's a Chinese Tennis Association rep there and how yeah. is this proof lah? Yeah. Then on w- on December 3rd the WTA released their final statement and they basically said they shat on China again and they decided to suspend all tournaments in China the mm. women's tennis association lah mm-hmm. then around that time the international committee announced they had a second video but again refused to release video or pictures mm. then the chinese tennis association started firing back at wta saying you know you pull out you are against the best interests of other players in china and peng shuai and it's a uh, it's tainting the chinese tennis and and all that and then since then i believe the latest So throughout the way there was everyone just shitting on Chinese media, Chinese government and the latest update well, I guess was what Cao Pao uh, uh showed lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I, happened in that video? I, Or I did think, I miss out anything? Uh just one thing to to sort of explain lah like uh mm. a lot of people are like okay lah yeah WTA the Women's Tennis Association they also just wayanging lah they right they just I mean it's just one player they don't care right. But yeah. they are yeah they're literally Uh, they literally taken out the Shenzhen Open from their calendar for next year, mm. so Hong Kong is affected. Uh, you know, and and uh, you know, I mean, everyone knows sports in China is big money, lah, right? Any mm. sport that breaks in breaks into China, it has a potential to make a lot of money. So, actually, the WTA is uh has been lauded, lah, and and it's if you just search WTA standing up to China, there's a lot of articles written in the West. About uh, you know, you know, the Guardian, USA Today, Fox News, Washington Post, WTA cares enough about Peng Shuai to stand up to China, and and they raise it up as an example versus how the NBA you know has dealt with, mm. with China about how John Zena has dealt with China, uh, mm. and all a lot of different celebrities and stars have dealt with China lah. So and, and remember that WTA and their relationship with tennis players is a bit like uh, they're not employees or anything lah, right? It's a yeah. bit like uh, being a grab driver for example lah, right? You're not directly an employee of Grab, but you 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 work with Grab within the network, lah, right? So yeah. honestly, WTA doesn't have an obligation to give a shit about you, lah, right? Like, mm. like I'm not I'm not saying Grab doesn't give a shit about his drivers, but but yeah, lah, they they classify them as independent contractors, lah. Do what you want, lah, right? Mm-hmm. So for WTA to actually do that, I think has been a it's a it's a much bigger deal than has been been made out of it, lah. Um, For various reasons, I suppose. I think in the US, it's it's probably quite embarrassing that you know when when you see like the NBA and all that, basically kowtowing to entirely to China and and all that. Right? Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah so that that's one aspect of things. But the other aspect of it, which I find super fascinating, uh, and is mm. a reason for for us Singaporeans also to be very proud, lah, uh, is that you know when I first uh heard of this interview, right? Uh, this that yeah. it was actually on Lian He Zhao Pao. I was like, what the hell? Why why the hell would Lian He Zhaopao be granted an exclusive interview with Peng Shuai herself when, yeah. when when there's been a media blackout on her, lah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So so I thought, oh shit, is it like, is it because Singapore is now finally you know like seen as a you know a very uh, our media is so tightly controlled and everything that the that they see it's safe to give an exclusive interview to to Lian He Zhaopao and all, lah. Mm. Um, that was my initial thought. You know the the whole classic like uh, our media is so controlled. They wouldn't dare to rock the boat and all that kind of thing. But if given permission to have exclusive interview, of course they would do it, lah. So that yeah. was my initial thought about it. Then I went to watch that video. Then I realized, no, you know, 
you know what was going on? The Lianhe Zhaobao in- interview, interviewer basically accosted uh, this Peng Shui as she was leaving the event with Yao Ming, you know. And and maybe oh. for some reason, maybe for some reason, because Yao Ming is such a big star, that maybe the security was following him, but they were not following Peng Shui. So this reporter was able to accost Peng Shui with her camera phone and ask her questions, like basically for almost eight to ten wow. minutes, huh? and really ask really pressing questions that that um when you watch it right, and 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 uh, here's another interesting aspect of being Singaporean is that uh, we are effectively bilingual, right? So yeah. we, I could see the nuance in the way she was answering the questions that I would not have understood if I was just reading a transcript of it, lah. You know the initially, like when when the Singapore reporter asked a lot of questions, maybe it's behind a mask or what. I could hear it clearly, but then Peng Shui had this look like, like I like she's like I can't. I, I I'm like she's like almost like deer caught in headlights. I I I then she's like oh I I sorry I don't understand what you're saying. I can't hear what you're saying. Uh, even though to me it was very clear, like even with my 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 half-ass Chinese, like you know, so wow. it was this. It felt like this was the first. She was not expecting this person to run up to her at all. She was like, "Oh, are you recording video? Yeah, yeah, she's recording video, you know." And then she's like, "Uh, oh, okay, okay." And then when the Singapore reporter asked her questions, very just pointed questions about the emails, about the about whether it was her who wrote the emails, things like that. You, you can see this look in her face where she's like processing a thousand thoughts behind her. Behind those eyes, like you know, like oh what fuck, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And uh, and the and, full video is online. Uh, I I don't I know if it's full. There, yeah, there were basically they they edited it down to like eight to ten minutes. I guess maybe because it was a camera phone, it was very shaky and all that. But mm. uh, but then I realized, oh, maybe what is happening is that this Cao Pao, this then her Cao Pao editor uh, or, or journalist just happens to be in China and knows. I mean, it's the correspondent, <laughs> la, right? And they. And because they are not controlled media like everyone else, they know that they they when they heard that Peng Shui was in town, they just went and whack whack uh, you know, just go and see what we can get lor. And and wow, it's an international scoop. And like I don't know, just being Singaporean and the fact that we are the ones that are able to talk to her like you know in proper Chinese and and then actually see the nuance and then report it and all that uh, is I just thought it was like a pretty impressive thing uh. Wow yeah, yeah, yeah. and. And I mean, even I'm on the Reuters.com. Remember, yeah, I, I said Reuters, yeah. uh, not Reuters. Okay, mm. Reuters.com. Uh, yeah. And they say, yeah, uh, said in a video posted by Lian He Cha Pao, a Singapore yeah. media outlet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. if you see, uh, even the English, yeah, if, I mean, yeah, you don't know Chinese to, to read the, the transcript because well, they're English excerpts. Uh, and they, so they literally ask like, do you care about your safety and freedom of entry and exit? Was someone, is someone monitoring you? And then she, you know, she literally replies like, "Why, why, why? Would anyone monitor me? I'm, I'm, I'm free, you know." And, and yeah lah. And then they, they go into a lot of details. And literally at the end, like, uh, as you can see, Peng Shui trying to like, you know, walk away. Already. The reporter still like continues. So, so now you're going back to Beijing. Are you going to be like, uh, you know, freely hanging out with your friends and doing whatever you want to do and all that? And then, then finally, the 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 veil breaks a bit where she's like, you know, uh, uh this is more, this is like my personal stuff, and I'll I'll answer it in, in another time lah. Yeah. Oh, mm. wow. so that that journalist, but I mean, maybe she she couldn't have just been on. Uh, is it she or he? I don't know. She. It's a she, I believe. Yeah, a she. Yeah. Oh, sh- kudos to that journalist, man. Suddenly kudos she to, like yeah. just happened to be at the event, and she was like, "Oh, fuck, that's fuck. Peng Shui." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's like, oh, that's like next level, like working on a holiday, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I we've done like all these kind of like street interview videos before. When you yeah. want to interview someone, you have to run to them, run to them, introduce yourself, and and. And not scare those people away, lah, right? So, so, yes, so, 
I was just like, wow, this and this person is operating in China also. So uh I, I mean I I I I hope this reporter is 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 still safe and everything, you know. Mm, and they don't mm. disappear for three weeks themselves. But yeah, it's yeah, just but- um it just felt like you are I was watching a video of someone who obviously has 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 uh, a lot of things on her mind. Uh, you, I mean, you can't say that she's she's uh, in prison or anything like that, but she has a lot of things on her mind and there's a lot of things she can't say at this point. La. That's so, all you can so take from where, it. Yeah, because, okay, so the thing that's happening online, because right now the whole world, like every authority, sports authority, like sports figure that is of a certain cloud in tennis is talking about this. La. So there's global pressure and I think it also set the context for a lot of Western countries talking about boycotting the upcoming Beijing uh, Winter Olympics, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... But then, if you look at it this way, yeah, like, uh, what? Okay, so everything from her, uh, uh, like, I don't know, email, Weipo interview, all is saying one thing, mm. but the media is generally saying another thing based of, uh, based on stuff that is, how you say, uh, in the in the periphery, mm. So that's why I feel like. Even the original transcript, right? I, I read the English translation. The Chinese yeah. translation is no longer there. Uh, so that's where I've, I feel it gets a little tricky because is the concern that she blacked out from social media the big the thing that set it off or the fact that there was a hint of something going wrong uh, and then totally being censored and scrubbed out. And it feels like it's that, like, which then mm. feels like, wow, everything is still kind of speculative, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, in this day and age, like, you can't come up with any uh, a kind of like, you know, a, a Me Too kind of post. And then after that, expect to be able to delete the post and they say, oh, you know, that was just a private matter. I don't want to talk about it. That kind of mm. thing. Like, everyone's going to, mm. once you open that can of worms, you know, uh, the people are going to have conspiracy theories about why you're covering up and, and all that, like, right? Uh, yeah. You know, so so it's, it's just, uh, yeah, especially for someone as, as big a star as her, Who's his international star? For her to come out like that, it was a, must have been a very big deal, like, Whether it's a personal matter or not, I think, like what you said, like, You know, it's it's maybe uh, for her to understand the gravity of the the international situation. Also, is is important, like. No, but uh, the fact is that it, it can can has it even been verified that that was her post? It was on her official Weibo, which is a verified account. That means it's it's you know in in I think in China it's like how. How you get a blue tick on your account as well, like, you know? It's verified as you. True lah. Yeah. True lah. But then you never know. Uh I'm just I'm just saying that that it, I mean there's always gonna be reasons to shit on China. Not mm. to say that I'm a fan of Chinese uh, uh politics or the way they seem to do stuff because they have a history of scrubbing info of big name celebrities. Like, Correct. Right. Yep. I think the most recent thing that, that got a lot of attention was uh, Jack Ma. Mm. Right. And that one also Actually, felt like he just dis- the, the the all the the recent movie celebrities like Vicky Chow and ah and, yeah and correct Kong Lee and Jet Li and all yeah yeah so so there's been this history of scrubbing but it just feels like holy shit um in some way I've seen some articles talk about how just the exercise of causing this this uproar and global attention is in itself a deterrent for anyone who's thinking about posting like because mm. um. Yeah, if you're already feeling like shit, you got this thing you want to get off your chest. The mm. moment you throw it out there and if you're from China, right, it's yeah. almost like, okay, you want, you can, but you have to go through 
like a month or two months of the entire world looking at you lah and mm. and all the speculative shit so that's where it's like wow oh, uh, because i was trying to find she also said in her original post you know i I'm, i feel so bad that there's no video or audio evidence of our relationship and 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 stuff like that so just just reading it it feels like wow like how how are we ever going to find out what the hell is going on man because as much yeah. as you said just now also you're talking about a tao pao video it's almost your inference of how correct. she is la, right correct, correct. on yep, camera correct. yeah correct so, so yeah i mean it's true uh, is there's there's a moral issue here like if you are uh, you know if if you want to be objective about it like do you respect her privacy so to speak let's say let's say she really on on this on on paper wants privacy already she doesn't want to talk about it anymore do you mm. respect the privacy and just like try and move on like you know if you're the, the, the president of WTA uh, is that what you respect like and then just go continue to make money in China like right don't ask so many questions yeah. or or what what like do you how I many when when is this standoff going to end like right how is it going to end right Mm-mm-mm. yeah yeah but i mean that one one thing for sure is that this interview is the first time she's been sort of like uh caught in the middle of not not in a press conference not in a in a prepared statement or anything like that this is the first time she's just been caught in public and 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 being able to to speak so openly to a reporter lah so yeah. uh yeah i mean it is a I, that's why I, I I encourage everyone like to to even even if you don't know the language you have that you can find English transcript but just watch the video, and uh it, it's just one of those strange things from twenty twenty one that that probably one of the the more stranger images from twenty twenty one that were that will continue to haunt you in your later years as well la. Yeah, you and know. the video is on the Taobao website. Yeah, it's on the Taobao Facebook, man. Yeah, it's on the Taobao Facebook. Oh yeah. shit! But then but then I mean, like uh, what what's the general Uh, perspective on Taobao as a newspaper uh, among the amongst the Chinese speaking demographic. I mean, everyone in Singapore generally knows that the the Chinese newspaper. The I mean, it, they're a bit more uh, edgy, you know, edgy, and 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 sometimes gossipy. But they they do dig sometimes they do dig up scoops that that the the English language newspaper sometimes miss out on, uh, You know, mm. and and I think the the fact that you know our Singapore, we're very conversant in both English and Chinese, and I understand the nuances of of the language and and the culture a bit a bit more lah, right? Of both Singapore and mm. China and all that, and 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 uh, even Western countries as well, pop culture, uh, like 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 I mean, like every time there's a scandal, there's Wang Li Hong, like now there's this Wang Li Hong scandal going on, uh, mm. yeah, it's just amazing that that you know the Chinese population in Singapore is so in, into it also lah, you know. Uh, mm. Even though, even though you, they're not from Singapore or anything, so so yeah, we we are aware of a lot of these these nuances, and it's uh, is yeah, it's interesting when we actually are somehow involved like in in this aspect as well, lah. But but then the thing is, I mean, even Taobao has gotten a lot of backlash in the past for some of the editorials on like correct, the correct. Sika issue and race yeah. and all that. Correct, because correct. I mean, ultimately, the video they release it kind of echoes the sentiments of Chinese authorities, lah, right? Uh, which video? Which video? Is in the video of Sh- Peng Shui lah. Uh, right. Doesn't it come across as like, because? No, I mean what Peng Shui says lah is what she says. Yeah. But I don't. But you, you. That's why I say if you hear what the reporter is asking her and how doggedly mm. the reporter is asking her about it, definitely mm. the reporter is like doesn't believe that that what she's saying lah. Mm, mm. So so that's why I, I feel like. Initially, my my thought also was like, oh yeah, Singapore media just echoing whatever China says. Then I watched the video and I'm like, oh no, shit, this is like, 
uh, in some sense, uh, investigative journalism, uh, accosting oh, yeah, the no, person. I, yeah, I'm not saying that the journalist, like full credit to the journalist, mm. but what uh, Peng Shui says in response, it kind of makes it seem like, oh, everything's fine, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think, but that, that's that's what she says. La. I'm not, I, I don't think they should be on top of to that, that they are, you know, echoing what the Chinese news is saying. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's why I'm, I'm saying that sometimes if credit is due, credit is due also, la, you know. Mm. I guess that's the thing about this thing, la, because we'll never know that, oh shit, maybe there was some stuff she said or some other parts of the video that mm. maybe were a bit more controversial or a bit more eye-opening that were left out, uh, which then would mean they made an editorial decision to just show this. La. But we'll never know. We'll never know. And this whole it, thing feels yeah. like... yeah. F- I mean, like even with say Jack Ma, right, all those celebrities, was there ever any closure or resolution to their to their cases? I mean, no, Jack right? Ma has been just... seen has been seen in public again, la, Like for example, yeah, la, But when has been seen, it's almost like been... that is a mark of like he's okay, he's alive, yeah. he's alive, he's, he's, he's been he's spanked. Not... But I mean, I, I would say that um, yeah, la, We'll never know. But this is the this is much closer to to actually seeing the to the, this is the closest to the truth that we will be probably for a while, la. As in, mm. as in, I think they will be much more careful about her public appearances and who gets to talk to her and all that after this, law. Mm. Uh, like I said, like you, you watch the the video, you you can see that they are coming out, they are entering uh some or leaving some event, and uh, yeah, like Yao Ming is like you know being surrounded by the guards, but 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 she for some reason has been is 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 able to be pulled aside for for the interview, la. And you don't I see guess- you don't see other journalists as well. You don't see other journalists. So so the, maybe there is something that the this Zhaopao reporter knew about how to get around it. La. So I guess the the person that holds a lot of info is the Zhaopao reporter. Because yeah, I yeah. mean it looks like if you watch the video, the video is fully uh, the six the six minute nine second video is on the Zhaopao website. Yeah. Um there's no captions or anything, but you can look and, and judge from the body language. La. But then yeah, you can imagine before and after because she's kind of walking out from the arena or center la, and the journalist walks up to, to her. Just one, it was so cool to to know what happened after that, whether her, her mannerism or or whether it's it's just she, she's keeping up the, the, the consistency, la, be it whether it's authentic or whether it's forced upon her. Yeah, or even if right. like, if the journalist is still, is still, it's still around and, and okay. La, yeah, this, I, yeah, I hope the journalist is okay. After all, <laughs> That's true. That is true. So, but like even the post on their Facebook, there's like ten shares, twenty shares. I guess for me, this was one of those things that it felt so speculative, so deep that I was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll just think about it another time. And mm. and I don't know whether people are feeling that way also, lah. Mm, mm. Possible, uh, possible. Because like for you, how have you been keeping up, or have you felt the like every time something comes up, you're like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta check it out. You mean specifically this issue, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I kind of resigned to the fact that we will never get a clear answer. And mm. Peng Choi is, uh, she's not a young tennis player anymore. She's towards the end of her career, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's going to be one of those things that they hope that just, you know, slowly fades away with time. Lah. But mm. I'm interested to, because the WTA, I mean, this is the first time we're seeing a sports organization stand up to China. Uh, mm. So I'm very curious how that plays out in the end, la, You know, I mean, usually yeah, ultimately I... money wins, la, But 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 at the same time, this is a it's a very public it's a very public thing that that is going on. So and every you know the social media and everything, everyone's following. It. Even I mean, if even the men's number one Djokovic and all that is talking about it, it's a it's a very big deal, la. 
and and I guess like compared to the NBA where it almost felt like it was driven by commercials like right now mm. the WTA being uh, the women's tennis association if they don't stand up for anything that has a hint of me too allegations yeah. or anything then it'll be them it'll be terrible for the organization oh, like. yeah, yeah that's a good point that's a good point yeah exactly yeah. the WTA fights for a lot of uh, equality you know between men's and women's tennis and everything but now it's a bigger issue than that uh, right yeah, so yeah, this feels like it's just. I mean, this just came out today, right, or yesterday? Yeah, I think just an hour. Of, uh, no, no, maybe uh, yeah, like, a few hours ago actually. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because at first I was thinking, why, why are you talking about this? Because we have, uh, we have, we have discussed this before. But then you said it's a Taobao video. Yeah, and then oh, I'm just, you know, it's just maybe it's just the week that we we need to be proud of of being Singaporean in some sense or so, like, mm. right? Mm, uh, mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, but it's also another record spot, lah, right? That, that <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like <laughs> yeah. Which is a great segue yeah, to our slightly goofier topic. Unless you have more to add about this. Oh no 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 no! no nothing more to add. Nothing more to yeah, add. Yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, the segue is that yeah, in another record spot, we have another reason to be super proud as Singaporeans, uh. Yeah, right. man. And what is yeah. that reason? Uh, we have a new we have a new man of the moment uh, in the sporting world, and he's Mr. Lo Kian Yu, who, as of last night, nineteenth uh, December twenty twenty one, has been crowned the BMF World Champion of Badminton. BMF means bad mother, bad mofo, is it? Bad motherfucker. Badest mofo. <laughs> oh, Are B- you BWF. Shit. Oh, that was like a mic drop moment, no? BWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is yeah. a BMF. He's the BMF. BWF. Right now. BWF. I know, but he is the BMF right oh, now yeah. of Singapore. He's la, the right. BMF of the BWF, man. Yeah, and of yeah, Singapore, yeah. yeah. Of Singapore, yeah. So, I mean, I know, like, we were on set yesterday and, like, Terrence shouted, He won! He won! Six minutes ago, he won! Yeah. And everyone was like, Oh, fuck, who? Then yeah. Loki on you. Because over the past week, we have all been seeing headlines of him. Okay, he beat the. I don't know what the world number one uh, in the mm. first round. So mm. the person Victor Axelson, who he had just had a training camp with, um, and then he trashed some other world like top five, top ten, and in the final he won in two sets straight. Yeah, and he was behind. So it's insane. It's fucking great. Yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy, man. Yeah, I mean, and and for those people like myself who don't really follow badminton as a sport, uh, mm. just just as a well, one one little nugget that made me realize all oh, this is a big deal is that only four countries have ever won a gold medal: uh, China, uh, Indonesia, uh, Denmark, and Japan, I believe. So really? yeah, so we're not even talking Malaysia. You know, with all the good players they've had and everyone, the world beaters that they've had, not even Malaysia, not even any other you know bigger country like India and all that. Uh, so Singapore is the fifth country, you know, that that to have uh, someone win the gold medal. Uh. Oh shit! Mm. So, so it's a big deal. Okay, so, yeah. so what was your first recollection of Lo Kian Yu? Uh? uh, like you had that like, Only in the past week, I've been hearing about him beating a lot of people. Uh. Yeah. No, because I actually uh, watched the game at the Olympics. Mm. Um, when he was uh, he lost to Jonathan Christie. Uh, mm. in the in the. In, I think in the early stages, la. Yeah. And I was looking at him, I was like, hey, fuck, this guy, he was clearly outclass. He was yeah. clearly uh, not the best, but there was something about him, like his face, he looked like he really trying, like he really mm. trying. Mm. Um, 
Then after that, yeah, since then, he the Olympics finished in October. He won the Yonex Ducks, Dutch Open, um, mm. beating the Indian number one seed and the defender uh, in a straight game in the final. Then in 20th and in November, he won the Hilo Open mm. after he beat Malaysia's number eight in the final. Mm. Um, and then 2021, uh, in I think in end of November, he finished runners-up at the Indonesian Open. Um, mm. where he uh, he he lost against the the Olympic gold medalist medalist Victor Axelsson la. and then mm. in December he played that guy again in the first round and he beat him he lost the first set he lost the first set and then he won oh, the yeah. remaining two I see, I see. and he went out and beat and it's fucking this past second half of the year is this guy is killing it man yeah and uh yeah for those of you curious the this this tournament is uh is a bit like the I guess the equivalent of tennis is like a it's like a grand slam, lah, right? It's a very uh, you mm. get a lot of points from it. You get a gold medal from it. Uh, it used to be held every two years, uh, but now, but since two thousand six, it's been a, become an annual event that is held. You know, towards the I think towards the later part of the year, so that it doesn't clash. Uh, oh, it's, sorry, it's not held during summer Olympic years to avoid schedule conflicts, uh. So, mm. so uh, I guess although we had the Tokyo Olympics this year. That was actually from from last year lah, so oh. in in essence, I think last year they probably didn't have it lah, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then uh, then this year is the so yeah, it's been almost uh, uh two years yeah, two years man or something yeah. So it's it's cool because I mean he's still young he's he's only twenty four and I mean you can if you go on Wikipedia you read about him you can see his rise line I think yeah but he's. Even for Joseph Schooling, I think before he won the Olympics, not many people maybe knew of him or definitely not the masses. Mm. And now this guy, uh, all he's on the headlines of all the mainstream media and he's he was trending on Twitter and all. But interesting fact, which I just discovered, mm. and I hope this doesn't become a stupid argument, he yep. was actually born in Malaysia, bro. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. He was born in Penang. Um, he started playing... From damn young uh, at seven, um, yeah. but then he dropped the sport after being made fun of. Then he mm. picked it up at ten. Then within six months, he was in the Penang State Team. He won the under twelve tournament. And twenty ten, after his third brother came to Singapore, he moved to Singapore at the age of thirteen when he received a scholarship from the Singapore Badminton Association. Mm. And he went to the Singapore Sports School. Um, and he's a member of the Singapore National Badminton Team. And and most importantly, he's done the NS, he's ah, done national service. Fantastic. So, so he's confirm proof. guarantee plus chop really, yeah. yeah. So, so all those he's proof lah that 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 um you can go through NS and still be top world class uh, athlete lah. Yeah lah, yeah lah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that what probably all the the ministers and the government they're like, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Another thing, this this is gonna be this is gonna build their case lah, right? Yeah, I think Edwin yeah. Tong already posted something last last night. Oh, a lot of people are jumping on the all, yeah, all, all the, the ministers, ministers all over it lah, you know. All the ones yeah, that like Win Tong la, who haven't who've been have been uh, a lot of people have been criticizing him for his behavior during the mm. uh, during the comedy of privileges and all. He also jumping yeah. on it, you know, Tan Chuan Jin's on it. You know. I mean, I I don't blame them lah. Right, it is rare that we it's, have such a big like uh, world beating world beater in our midst. Uh. But but I mean, yeah. uh, just to go back earlier, twenty twenty, there was no uh, yeah la, there was no uh, championship. So this one mm. has been the first time in two years lah. That we've yeah. crowned a champion, and really, if you look at the list of winners, the gold medalists, specifically, 
it's always it's really only four flags that you see lah. Japan, Denmark, mm. China, Indonesia. So for Singapore now to be there, it's a huge deal, man. Huge deal. Even Malaysia is like has finished runner up a few times, but they've not yeah. never won the gold. Yeah. It's great. Because I mean in twenty fifteen he represented Singapore in the Southeast Asian Games. He won bronze. Then in twenty nineteen he beat uh, Lin Dan from China. And Lin Dan is like some legendary mm. um uh, Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he went for NS and then yeah, it's it's fucking great, man. And I think the now you're slowly seeing a few video interviews, but he's he's kind of been under the radar for a while, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh I, I saw an interview of him on the Taopao page again. So he, yeah, man. Uh, he speaks Chinese and English both quite interchangeably as well. But yeah. uh I mean, do you think uh him, you know, not being born in Singapore, do you think that, that takes away from from your enjoyment of this uh, this accolade? Uh no lah. Um, but I will say it it adds something to it, and I'm trying to suppress that lah. Adds what? Mean, it, adds what? Adds what? Like it adds a, I would say, it 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 puts a a little wouldn't say just like a smudge, mm. which is which uh I will admit, but it's a smudge that I think can be can be polished off lah. But yeah, um, but I mean, but Malaysia and Singapore, you know the our you know so many close familiar ties. Yeah, and, I like, know. And culturally, even the way we talk is is probably the closest country in the world, really, like, right? Exactly. So that's why I think it can be polished off. But I won't deny that when I read it, I was like, oh, okay. And and I think that's why I hope it doesn't spiral out of control. I I I'm, because you can imagine if maybe he was uh of a different race or different ethnicity or Eurasian or something like that, mm. then it feels like it would become more prominent. Like. But but now with people moving all over the place, I mean, certain people in media also, like, I know even Fakir Faz, he's born in Malaysia, mm. uh, right? He's been quite open about that. So, so and like, yeah, but, but yeah, man. So yeah. why, does it, does it do anything for you? Does it change? Even if it's the slightest bit, does it at all? Uh, I think the fact that he's gone through NS, and I mean, you know, Malaysians coming to Singapore, that's like the most common thing ever, right? It's it's all of us know uh, a lot of people who have moved to Singapore and made Singapore their home and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to me, like like having gone through our school system and NS and everything, really, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's a it's a real you know, it's a confirmed plus chop Singaporean kind of thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I mean, and yeah, he he just has a very oh, his calves are huge, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. What are you looking at? Like, uh, no, I just men's saw self, the podium picture or something. Holy shit, his calves are ridiculous. Like, I think he's standing next to the the guy he played in the final, yeah. um, the Indian guy, and yeah, you know, Indian. I mean, calves are never our strongest point, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, you don't I mean, know, like, you don't know. Veins from 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 low low can use calves, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I know some Indian people who have huge calves. I'm just oh. saying that it's one of the stereotypes, lah. No, but but. The the truth is, badminton players have to be a bit more uh, nimble and 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 sort of uh, quick on their feet and all that, right? Because apparently, yeah, uh, just a little nugget that I also found was that he apparently rolled his ankle in the in the quarterfinals or semifinals, and he was literally uh, in a wheelchair after the semifinals. Uh, so to, for him to actually uh, come and stump, come back and play and win in the finals was like basically. Just gritting his way through the pain, which it is was. uh yeah, it's, fucking, a, it's a good example. Great man, 
Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a great example. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Like, and I mean, if you look at the picture he took from after the first round defeat of the Victor Axelson, like Victor Axelson is like a full head taller than him. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So badminton right, is so, like, it's a bit like football. It's one of those sports where where height doesn't doesn't necessarily confer you the uh, immediate advantage, right? But I think probably more of an advantage than football. Because I mean, height like, if you, it does help. Uh, maybe you don't have to jump as high or if you jump higher, there's a bigger angle to, to smack. So I think it's definitely not like basketball. It's definitely not like basketball. No, but then you have to, but in, in, uh, yeah, in badminton specifically, you have to, yeah, you have to move lower, which is, you mm. have to squat lower and everything, which is tough. La. I, I get it. La. Like football, I think Messi is a, you can't really use Messi as an example because he's a once in a generation talent. But, but, yeah. but there are very, a lot of short, small players. David that, Silva, all. Yeah, I mean like uh, yeah, Aguero, Sergio Aguero, so recently and all. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean it's, it's yeah it's one of those things where actually Singapore has a has a chance to excel because we don't have, we are we aren't the tallest people in the world, you know, mm. uh, nimble maybe but but not definitely not the tallest lah. Yeah. Oh, Lee Kuan, like low Kuan Kuan low uh low Kuan Yu. Yeah. No, wait, fuck Lee Kuan Yu. A new. No, fuck, uh, what am I saying? Low yeah. Kuan Yu. Low Kuan Yu. A new. So, like, a new LKY to celebrate, basically. A new LKY. Yeah, I mean, like, there's not much to debate here apart from the fact that it's awesome. Um, and and just just see the highlights, like, um, because it's, it's, it's amazing, like, super happy. And I guess it's it's a bit more, um, uh, it's a different kind of feeling than Joseph Schooling because Joseph Schooling, every race, you're competing with seven other people. Badminton is so one-on-one that it just feels a little, like, there's a different element to it, which is great, like, you know, like, oh, shit, he beat this guy. He beat mm. this guy. He beat this guy. It's like, mm. you know, in the movies when one guy takes on like eight people versus one guy who goes through the stages of the big boss and all. There's a different feel. Uh, and it's yeah. great, man. Yeah, hopefully this inspires more kids to also take uh, you know, oh, yeah, another sport Conf- seriously. What? Uh-huh. Now, now you're going you're gonna to get your son to buy him a badminton racket. Whatever yeah. you got him for Christmas, you're like, fuck yeah. that, man. Yeah, I want you to be I want you badminton. to be like LKY, but not that <laughs> LKY. This LKY, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 correct, yeah, correct. Yeah. That's that's a cool uh, thing. But I mean, technically, Loki and you also has 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 arguably an iron fist, man. It does, it does. Yeah, I, I don't know what, yeah. what 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 do you call the what would you say about the what what are good metaphors you can use to describe a good badminton player, like uh, his smash, like nimble nimble wrist, like mm, uh, mm, uh he's a, yeah, he's a smasher. He's a he's a global smash. Yeah, uh, yeah, he'll smash you. If you, if you don't <laughs> do fuck, like, he'll smash you just then primary school <laughs> I think I only I literally only used it when I was in primary school uh, no no I mean like in politics right you know like Lee Kuan Yew smashes his opponents right in correct, politics correct. Smash. Look at smashes them on the court yeah smashes but I, I love court. how I love how when when he reached the uh, semi-finals even the headlines were like in our local newspapers for example the Straits Times was like uh, Sing- Low Ken Yu becomes first Singaporean to reach World Championship semis guaranteed at least a bronze it's like mm. it's like we were so like low self-esteem that we were like uh, yeah oh not bad not bad he's gonna at least get a bronze we did not mm. like entirely just believe that he could just go ahead and win the whole thing uh. yeah uh, it's quite funny la. but but now yeah he's the world champion yeah man indeed really awesome. indeed yeah cool man but cool so what cool, cool, is cool. uh just just going back to our you know our audience again what is your one short mm. comment for the past few days uh my one short comment um was a a, a a thread started by 
our long-time listener and commenter, uh, Jungle Jimbo 88, mm. where he kind of shared a link by Captain Sinky, who uh, I guess is some sort of a political analysis, blogger, commentator, um, who posted a, uh, an article dissecting the Pritam uh, COP hearing, like, which, I, which I saw quite a lot of people sharing. So Jungle mm. Jimbo posted this on our Reddit thread, and Captain Sinky himself... Uh, Captain Sinky himself came and commented, which I thought, hey, that's that's kind of cool. People share articles written by some people that brings the authors themselves to our podcast and our Reddit. And mm. it's a, just a nice, nice, uh, 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 a merry, like, what, what, uh, comes full circle, like, comes full circle. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, so thanks, Jungle Jimbo, and hello, Captain Sinky. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, uh, my my one short comment is uh of our latest uh episode the very lighthearted one about the escaped lions and Miss Universe. Mm. Um, original Goat One says clarifies that the photos of the lion atop the crates is what to be is expected. Animals are usually shipped in crates, and the crates are opaque to prevent animals from freaking out. Lah. So the lions escaped from the shipping container, but were still contained within the safety netting, which is what was shown in the photos. So essentially what he's saying that what we saw in the photos that and what everyone is freaking out about actually is is how the animals are meant to be transported la. and and oh. uh, that there's a netting around around the crate and 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 the the animal is in the crate la, usually so Mm-mm. the he said the question the questions uh is why because the animals are supposed to be sedated throughout the, the shipping process. So the real question is why the sedation was inadequate and why the shipping containers were so insecure. So mm. now uh, okay, now that see that, that makes a bit more sense. Uh. So I don't know whether original Goat One uh, works in in shipping or logistics and all, but yeah, he seems to know he or she seems to know uh how these things are done. Uh. So it's an interesting yeah, so so interesting that, that yeah, someone who seems to know what how how it's done is sharing uh, about it that that yeah it just makes it clearer for us as well. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. All right. And, and what is your one shook thing? My one shook thing is um the the fact that yesterday there was this much shitted on event uh, uh which was the second second time Jake Paul. Mm. <laughs> the, the influencer, yes. YouTuber, Viner, Instagrammer yeah. uh, had a boxing match with Tyron Tyron Woodley, la, who is a five-time UFC champion, right? Mm, correct. Um, yeah. He won the title. He defended four times. And Jake Paul won the first round by uh, by knockout. Um, yeah. And this time, he knocked out Tyron Woodley. But holy shit, I've been seeing the video everywhere because it's quite an epic punch and Tyron Woodley just fell flat. La. But I think the, my one shock thing is not so much about that about the fact that at a press conference, Tyron Woodley himself said that you know he's he's I mean he he's still he's not done yet. He has fucked a lot of people up. Uh, but at some point in his in his words, you got to put uh, start putting some respect on Jake's name like, Which I thought I was like oh shit, because for those of you unaware, Jake Paul started off on yeah he's a he's a influencer creator and he had a few like boxing matches with some other creators he had a beef with and it all felt like fun and games but recently he's gone like five boxing matches taking on people with either previous experience like Ben Askren who have been fighters before and winning five and all because I think one of them was an ex-NBA player or something Nate Nate Robinson yeah Uh, but to have this guy who was a UFC five-time champion kind of sick okay you kind of need to respect this guy I was like oh shit what the hell is going on and 
and the knockout is pretty fucking insane la. yeah uh, it was uh, I mean uh, yeah. I, I mean as a UFC uh, you know a, a fan and all like it's kind of sad to see a former champion like Tyron Woodley like uh, basically fraud, yeah I mean I think I think um, towards the end of his career in the UFC it was very clear that uh, he was very he became very cautious uh, mm. like like you know especially especially in something like boxing where you know defense and offense is pretty much the same thing right when mm. you're too when you become too cautious too afraid of getting hit you also don't throw much punches at all and and yeah it, this has borne out in both fights with with uh, Jake Paul because this guy this Tyron really has like one punch knockout power but yeah. uh, he is like always just waiting for to to do that one punch so he doesn't do a lot to set up that punch uh, like feints and all that Oh, so yeah, oh. just to see him um, essentially lose to Jake Paul twice and very humiliating fashion. He had to tattoo "I love Jake Paul" on his finger in order to oh, convince shit. in order to convince Jake Paul to do to do this rematch. La. I mean, uh, so kudos to him. I mean, he made a lot of money and everything, but it's just uh, not the best look for him in, as a fighter I mean, or in his career. Yeah, like, let me put it out clear: I can't stand Jake Paul. <laughs> I I cannot stand him and I also have mixed uh, thoughts about the whole boxers who, are, who don't have a history of boxing entering boxing and almost kind of how you say uh, um, making it a bit more a bit too commercial but yeah. I think the fact that this guy I just thought it was very gracious of Tyron Woodley to, to say that like, and, I, and that's when I thought yeah this feels different like previously it's always been like okay this guy is a nobody Jake Paul's a nobody and everyone's laughing but to see to hear that I was like oh shit and yeah like for for, for someone to just come in and get an ex-UFC fighter to say that I thought oh shit that's 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 different like, these days yeah 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 I mean definitely there, there's some mismatch in terms of the weight and, and the age like, obviously mm, 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 but uh, right, Tyron Woolley right, right. is not he I mean you look at him he's not someone that you want to get in a fight with either like, yeah exactly you know, exactly jacked right jacked and everything like. so uh, yeah so so I mean you, you have to give kudos to, to Jake Paul he is a I think he's a legit boxer like, at the very least you mm, can say mm. you know um, yeah, man, but it's cool but what's what's your one shock thing uh, my one shock thing is just a shout out to a Singaporean artist that has released mm. his first ever official uh, single and music video uh, mm. his his name is Haran PJ mm. uh, that's H-A-A-R-A-N and P-J-E-Y uh, you know, he's a young young guy. Uh, and his single is called "War X Love," la. like war mm. collab with love kind of thing. Uh, mm. yeah, and 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 you know, he's done a whole music video. It's it's very stylistically shot with a team of of people and everything. And then uh, I listened to it and I thought, hey, actually, this is really cool because like young people, you know, in Singapore these days, like uh, actually having some kind of uh, a bit more strategic approach to how they release the singles and and the and the videos and the image and everything, uh, and, you know I, I think that's always been lacking a lot in, with Singapore artists and, and all uh, you know. Yeah. But 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 uh, this guy seems to be not only is he writing and producing his own music, but he's got managed to get a creative team around him to to help, you know, do uh pretty high end looking music videos and 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 uh, you know uh, everything like uh, production quality just stands out and all and yeah it, it's like very. There's a very like very dark the weekend kind of vibe to his music videos and all. Uh, so yeah, this was literally just released on December twelfth, twenty twenty one. I think you just watch the video. It, that's probably the easiest way to access it. War X Love by Haran PJ. 
directed by Satya Murthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, also just just uh, uh, this is a shout out to them because we, we they also we also happen to be working with them uh, in some aspect, you know, on our production as well. Uh, mm. So it's it's very I'm always very awed by people who uh, you know have, cre- have their creative pursuits and they but they also do do the the stuff uh, on the side to 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 make it happen like, You know, to meet people and to to gain a network and things like that. So yeah, yeah. These, these guys are hardworking, like, Yeah. Because we met Haran in a non-music capacity, and then we mm. found out, oh, this guy does music as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So congrats, bro. Congrats, man. I think just the first step of getting the music out there is is super important. And yeah, you know, if if your kid wants to be a musician as well, I think it's, it, there's a lot of uh, people to look up to in our industry now, the local industry. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. man. All right. So a good start to the week. Good start to the week. Good. Maybe uh, we're headed towards the end of the year. But uh, yeah, yeah we, we hope to, we will at least get uh, how many more episodes are before the end of the year, actually? Uh, I don't know. Like, because I'm flying to Europe, I have no idea what to expect. No. Yeah, I really yeah, have yeah. no fucking idea. But, but, I, but you're, bringing, will, you're bringing your equipment yeah, of yeah, view, right? Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. we will be trying to put something together for yep, the end of yep. the year. Yep. Yeah. Okay, man. Thanks, right. everybody. Enjoy it.